Okay, so this is why we can't just, you know, pluck one verse out of a whole chapter, right? Because it's context. Mm -hmm. When you read the entire chapter of Exodus 34, that's the full context, but the immediate context is verses 4 through 7. Moses had just chiseled out the two tablets, the Ten Commandments. While doing this in verse 5, it says that God came down in the cloud and stood there with him and, you know, proclaimed his name, the Lord. Mm. He states Moses... You know, the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. Yet, he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sins of the parents to the third and fourth generation. So the point is this. God was stating what happens to those who don't repent and to those who do repent. You know, those who love God, they're going to be shown his love in return, his maintaining love, forgiving, you know, wickedness, rebellion, and sin to a thousand generations, as some translations actually put it. Mm. But those who reject God and never repent of their ways, he's going to punish them to the third and fourth generations. So this is where we get the idea of generational sin from. Mm. So that's that's where this whole thing of Exodus 34 that the you know listener is asking about is... That's what it's talking about here. When uh, when we talk about generational sin, is that also along the same lines, like the generational curses that we hear sometimes about, or are those like separate issues? Um, I believe they're similar. They can be they can be separate, but I mean, like, there's they can be definitely related. yeah, they can be related for sure. Um, yeah, this is talking about like uh, you know those who basically the sins of the parents. You know, they're going to be handed down to the third and fourth generation as long as they continue in sin and that kind of thing. Mm. Um, but here's the good news. That cycle can be broken. Yep. It can be broken through the power of Jesus. And yep. we, man, that's awesome. Well, I've seen the cycle broken. I was going to say that. Isn't that so crazy? I feel like this is one of the things that is a spiritual thing, but can be so clearly evident. Yeah. Whether it be like alcoholism, whether it be addiction or whatever it might be, you know, yeah. you just see it through the generation lines and then someone just breaks it. Yeah, it's it's amazing when it's broken and, you know, you would think, oh, that whole family line is just, you know, it's trouble. And then all of a sudden, one person yeah. who decides, I'm going to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior, make him, you know, ruler over my life. Yeah. And everything changes. You know what, though? Maybe before we close it off, too, maybe that is a valuable piece of information because I know for you and I, that's like common. Like, we hear that a lot. We've heard yeah. that for a long time because you're like a pastor and everything like that. And I grew up in church, but... Maybe there's some people who have been experiencing um, the effects of maybe some generational curses and they don't even know and realize that. Like, what do you think they should practically do to start if they feel like, man, I just, I can't seem to get over this. And I know my father struggled with this and my grandfather and his father, you know? Yeah, I would find out, first of all, you know, how far back does this go in your family line? Mm -hmm. uh, is this something that's gone back three, four generations? Uh, is this something that needs to be repented of? And then, yeah. you know, even, um, you know, cast out in the name of the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, to help break that cycle of sin, mm. break the chains.